This is Mouth Media Network, covering the business of lifestyle. Welcome to the All Possibilities Podcast. I'm your host, Julie Chan, intuitive life purpose coach and founder of Being My Purpose. I had a successful career, an Ivy League education, and led a very rational life. Several years ago, I had a spiritual awakening, developed psychic gifts, and decided to dedicate my life to pursue my purpose and empower others. I'm hungry to learn even more about the incredible potential of the human mind and spirit. On this podcast, I talk to entrepreneurs, executives, scientists, and leaders to hear their stories of transformation, the science behind them, and what it means for you to unlock your potential in your life and career. Together, let's embark on a discovery of all possibilities. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to All Possibilities. I am here today to do a intuitive reading with someone who I met fairly recently. His name is Lancelot Cameron, and he is a wealth advisor with the Caspian Group, and he calls himself a financial superhero. I really like that. Lancelot, it's so great to have you on the show today. Thanks for having me, Julie. So Lancelot, and I like your name, um, let's start off by having you share with us what what does being a financial superhero mean? What do you do? Well, being a financial superhero is an opportunity for me to support people in the the one matter that I think is of utmost importance, the one matter that really affects every aspect of a person's life, which is their finances. And so for me to be granted that opportunity is one a privilege and to to help someone to be to move from where they are currently to where they would like to be financially is uh, something that I take very, very seriously. And uh, it's, it's just something that I love doing. And it's also quite rewarding, simply because most times the, the situation that a person is in, they themselves, because of their limited knowledge, aren't aware of how to move themselves out of where they are. Um, so for those reasons, I just, I love it. And that's, that's why I call myself a superhero, because it's like, I've always wanted to be a superhero, and it's it's also a, a great way of moving, like shifting some. When you're able to shift someone financially, you actually you can actually see that light bulb go off for them, and it's um like you can just it's just a great moment. So that's kind of my <laughs> my spin <laughs> on it. <laughs> I like that. Can you tell us a bit about who are your clients? Like, what kinds of situations are they in? Are they in debt? Are they are they already millionaires and they're looking to, you know, get to the next level? What does that look like? Most uh, <laughs> most of my clients are usually in debt. They're usually young professionals, and some of them they some of them are, you know, now graduating school. So some of them are dealing with student loan debt, and so that's you know this big mountain uh, that they don't know how to navigate. And some of them are not necessarily, probably not as much debt, but they're not, they're, they don't really have the, I would say they're not well positioned to move from where they are to where they would want to be. And so it's what's really missing in that situation is just uh, the guidance. 
Um, but mainly young professionals, mainly in the medical field. Our focus is in the medical field, but we also we also work with mid to high earning professionals such as doctors, lawyers, engineers, nurses, and most of those professionals do have and are dealing with a lot of student loan debt. And so that's where that's where our focus is. Our focus is to help them build wealth while at the same time dealing with their student loan debt. Got it. Yeah, well, I fall under that category. I think my husband does too. So what are some of the 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 top pieces of advice that you'd give to someone who is dealing with student loan debt or or even something else like credit card debt or or other forms of of payment that's it's sort of that that chain that keeps them strapped down. I would say one start with a start by consulting a professional. And second is look for ways to look for ways to live below your means. I would also say pay yourself first. It's it's one of the oldest one of the oldest adages when it comes to finance and it's something that people aren't a lot of people don't take seriously or they don't apply it per se. And so it's uh but it's it's really critical because if you're not if you're not paying yourself first but but you're giving all your money to to your creditors, then should something come up, like should a life event happen with you, then you're gonna have to revert. You ha- you're gonna have to go right back to your creditors. Right? So it's whereas if you're paying yourself in the process, then you know, life happens, you're able to manage yourself, manage your life situation while still taking care of um your obligations financially. So I would say just regardless of where you are financially, pay yourself first. That's really interesting because normally, um, I guess the mindset is that, you know, you're thinking about these are the the payments and I'd say more, more so credit card debt than student loan debt, maybe because of the higher interest rates, Yeah, but, but that's the interest rates. And then the future of, you know, if I don't keep up and, and keep paying maybe slightly more, it's going to, to you know hurt much later so yeah. the idea of paying yourself is is not um or, or to pay yourself first it is a bit counterintuitive so how do you how do you walk someone through that because i i wonder it, it is like a mindset shift it is and just uh well the the idea is to stop the bleeding right so if you're if you're in debt and you want to get rid of that then you have to stop spending that's first Second, you have to you have to start saving, and you have to if you if you, by starting to save, right? You're not, you know, something comes up. You're you're not tempted to go back to the credit card because you're able to, you're able to deal with whatever whatever comes up. So in order for you to move from where you are, you definitely have to. It it takes something, right? And that's why I said consult a professional because it's for the most part we are doing. In any situation, we're doing just what we know. And so, and what we know, if we're not, if we're only doing what we know, and we're not getting the results that we want, then we have to shift. And so part of that shift would be, you know, if you're not able to cultivate the self-discipline, then definitely consult a professional, a friend, like someone that you know is great with money and can support you, can help to hold you accountable. Just steps like that. But it's, you, you just have to, you have to. You have to shift what you're doing. You have to cultivate new habits because your habits 
your ha- your habits are what what's keeping you in any situation that you're in that you'd like to get out of. So in order to shift that situation, it also requires shifting your habits. That's a big one too. <laughs> yeah. So these are habits for I mean, if you think of young professionals, I'll think of myself. There are habits of spending and habits of maybe not saving as much as you could be or not thinking as long term as you could be so so let's say you know we're in new york it's expensive how how would you recommend someone shift their habits in spending well i would start by saying no to brunch uh <laughs> you know if you know if you can look we all know that we can we can you know we know if we can afford brunch once a month or twice a month or twice a week or what have you right or not at all and it, it really takes something to say no because it's naturally we want to be out there, we want to socialize, we want to we want to hang out with everyone, and very seldom do anyone. I think I mean, not that I do these things a lot, but I think very seldom do, does anyone say, "Hey, you know what? How about we just like you guys just come over and we like have a potluck or do something at home or have a game night, something like that." Like really shifting the conversation, or even perhaps like. You know, just throwing like this little monkey wrench out there and be like, hey, like, can we all like how how are we able to afford brunch every like every week or twice a week or whatever it is? Like no one ever really like brings up that responsible aspect of of the financial conversation. And so it's I would say kind of looking at things like that. Right. Just um, but really it's at, it really starts with just being for for yourself, just taking inventory. And just looking at what would be financially responsible. But again, it, it is a mindset. It is a shift in habit. And it it really requires something. It takes something. Mm, it does. And I would I would even go beyond brunch and say lunch every day. Lunch, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there, there are so many, you know, in, in New York City, um, it, there, there are so many. One of the things I like to say is that once you step out, well, even before you step out the door, but once you step out the door, all the forces <laughs> before you are there to part you from your money, right? And it's and the natural flow of money, the natural flow of money is away from you. So savings takes like savings really requires effort because it's not a natural it's not a natural thing, right? Planning for retirement that takes effort because it's it's this thing that's not right in front of us, right? So it's it really it's not it's not the the most common thing for us to to really give ourselves to because temptation is right right in front of our faces. Hmm. So if you're a young professional and and the idea of savings, I guess it depends on what goals you might have, but if it's saving for a rainy day, a lot of people think, "Oh, what's going to happen to me? I'm in good health, hopefully, <laughs> knock on wood." Yeah. Or, you know, everything is is going so well what what exactly do i have to save for so what are what are some stories that you can share well i like to start with you know when it comes in t- in terms of um things like financial goals i'd like to i love to write things down and i always recommend people write writing things down because it's we want like we want to be clear on what's ahead and it's and i think um 
you know, even inside of inside of this financial conversation, one of the things that I like, I love recommending to people or I love asking people is whether or not you have a mentor, right? Because it's when you have a mentor, they can they can sort of prep you for what's ahead. Whereas if you're just navigating life on your own, it's these things aren't necessarily on your radar per se. So it's great to, you know, and, and also when we talk about holding, holding yourself to account, a mentor can be, can also support you in that role. So I would, again, writing, writing your goals down and kind of being, again, you, you must have that that self-discipline to be able, and, and that foresight to be able to say, well, you know, this is where I'd like to be, to be able to project, to be able to, um, I guess, just be mindful of where, what is from a career perspective or just a pure financial perspective where you want to be in, you know, five, 10, 15 years, right? And start taking some actions. Now, very small actions that, that can be taken today, right? Um, is this, you know what? Maybe I can save five percent per paycheck, right? Or maybe I'm I'm gonna again just small things. Maybe I'm I'm only gonna eat out two days this week versus you know five days. Um, but just really looking at very very simple things that we can do on a daily basis in order to to begin to move the needle and get us to to be a bit more responsible financially. How do you incentivize someone? Or, or give them the kind of uh, emotional reward to, to kind of f- keep following those steps. Because over, it's more like an, oh, this builds over time thing, maybe over a certain number of years. So how do you keep someone motivated? Well, that's a great question. And one way, you know, one way I would start is by looking at, I think first, obviously, it depends on the person and their their current situation, but one one place to to look at is the level of the level of pain that an individual is dealing with financially, right? So if you're someone that's if you're someone that's buried in debt and you're committed to moving away from that, then I think if you're able to if you're able to implement something as simple as you know saving five percent per paycheck, and over you know let's say at the end of the month, you you see that that small balance begin to build in your savings account. I think something as something as simple as that can begin to move someone, right? And you know, you get to like two three months out, again, you kind of you kind of see they start to see that there's some there's some traction there, right? Then you you want to do things like you want to incentivize yourself. So if you're able to, like I I stated earlier you know, eat out two days a week instead of three, or you want to start cooking at home, bringing your lunch. You know, one of the things I used to do was I would, I would like, I would boil eggs. I would bring bananas. Like I would bring trail mix to work. That way I didn't have to spend as much. Right. So, and then what I would do at the end of, at the end of the week, you know, once I did that for a certain amount of days, I would actually reward myself. I love, uh, I love carrot cake. So I rewarded myself on Friday with a slice of carrot cake, right? So for someone that's that's that has a very that's in a very painful situation that they can't seem to get out of, those those small steps can help to move them forward. Now for someone else that's 
not in as tight a situation or perhaps hasn't dealt with a lot of debt or something like that, but they're perhaps just a spendthrift, then it can be, I think that's, that's a bit challenging because they're, they're sort of used to a certain type of lifestyle and they haven't had any types of financial challenges that would, that would want to have them, you know, be responsible. And so that's, I think that's one, one place where them learning of people that have, that have dealt with extreme financial challenges would, would be something of value or, you know, the one thing that I really want to stress inside of all this is having support because again, it's, it really is a challenge. And I know that because before I got into the space of being a, uh, a wealth advisor, I dealt with my own financial challenges and it really took something for me to pull myself out of that. So, there's a huge difference in having an accountability partner. So that type of structure really, really can move someone a lot faster than them doing it on their own. Um, so it's, it's, I, th I think it's, it's the, in the incentive aspect. It's really for, for that person, for it to be important enough to, to them. It's, it's finding that point where saving and, and planning for what's next is really becomes important enough to you more important than eating out every day or shopping or you know um you know just living paycheck to paycheck right so it's they they really it really has to hit you at some point and until that happens i think it's really it's really sort of challenging to get someone to move because people people move <clears throat> people are motivated by pain right and if it's not painful enough then they're they're not going to they're not going to take those actions. Right. Sorry, that please. really reminds me of of when I when I managed to save a lot of money and that was it's interesting because I I grew up in the kind of culture where yeah. where debt was just shunned. Yeah. <laughs> Taking on any debt was shunned and saving was it was drilled into me from <laughs> from childhood. Like I remember I would I would have this little pouch of money. I would put all my Chinese New Year money in it and and I would keep a ledger and I loved keeping a ledger of just like this is how much I deposited, this is the balance, this is the date and I still have all of those records from back in the day. So so yeah, and I think I was I was fine not being socially cool, I guess. <laughs> like I lived at home. Yeah. Um, my my dad is a, a Chinese food chef, so I was blessed with oh, wow. bringing food home, <laughs> bringing food from home to work. And I remember my coworkers were like, "Oh my god, like let's let's go outside for lunch." I'm like, "Oh, I got my lunch." <laughs> so I I did feel like I missed out on on the the maybe the social yeah um, the social pull engagement or the pull that I think a lot of people do succumb to Succum yeah and and it's easy it yeah it is very easy or like I like don't drink because I just never acquired that taste I don't drink coffee tea so actually like I've I've saved a ton of money and I didn't realize what I was saving towards yeah. I was thinking oh maybe I'll buy a house or something a down payment and and all of that savings went towards um when i when i finally took the leap to become an entrepreneur and i had i think i was only able to take that leap because i had that cushion yeah of course 
Yeah. I wouldn't have foreseen that. (laughs) Just keep saving. All right, let's jump to a break. And when we come back, I will do the intuitive reading with Lancelot Cameron. We'll be right back after this commercial. Do you have a story or a comment you'd like to share? I'd love to hear from you. Follow the show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at All Possible Show. You can also connect with me directly at my own website, beingmypurpose.com. Greetings, Mouth Media Network listener. My name is Davin Riley, and I'm willing to bet you like music. And even if my assumption is wrong, I still think you should come and check out our show, The Music Lover Podcast, where we sit down with entrepreneurs, pioneers, artists, and the unsung heroes of the music industry. Together, we'll uncover the insider perspectives on some of your favorite companies and artists as we analyze music business trends through a technological lens. Find us at The Music Lover Podcast. But remember, that's Music Lover without the vowels. M-S-C-L-V-R. Yes, we're that cool. And since you're cool too, we should be friends. The Music Lover Podcast. We'll see you there. We're back. I am here with Lancelot Cameron, who is a financial superhero. And we've been talking about how he helps young professionals with their financial goals and we've been talking a lot about debt too so before i go into the intuitive reading with lancelot i have one more question and this has to do with actually an experience i had fairly recently where i was talking with a lawyer and and she was saying that she she had felt tied down to her maybe more of a corporate um, approach or position, whatever that may be. And she what she wanted to pay off her loans to then work with entrepreneurs who generally don't have that kind of cash to pay them. So, so I thought it was interesting how your financial situation can really be a barrier to pursuing the types of work that you want. And that's a huge tension. That's that's money, which is already big in and of itself, and then maybe your purpose or your career or your passion. So how how has that played out for maybe yourself, given you had said you had financial challenges and also your clients? So that is a very common concern, and it's something we come across a lot. And for myself, before I became an, an advisor, I was actually I'd actually dealt with my own financial financial challenges. I was able to repay my obligations and get myself to uh to a good place financially something that we do something that we help people to do and and really plan for is just that you know what i mentioned earlier was that one of the things we do is help people to build wealth while they're dealing with with their debt and we're able to do that we're able to help them pay off their debts faster we're able to help them accelerate that process and they're still building wealth while they're while they're they're doing that and so it's it's a way of it's a way of moving them forward faster 
it's a way of having them, you know, you're able to see both sides get dealt with at the same time. And um, you can actually, we're able to help people to see, you know, we're able to help people to see ahead where it's like, okay, well, in, you know, in three, five, whatever the time frame, whether it's uh, years or what have you, where they'll be financially, how much they'll have, things like that, so that they're able to to plan and there's there's a light at, at the end of the tunnel, if you will, right? Because it's, you know, we all have we all have ambitions. We all have things that we, we want to do outside of perhaps our, if we'll say nine to five, right? And so a lot of those things require money and how do we plan for them? How do we, how do we, what steps do we take to, in order to get there? And so those are those are some of the things that we we were able to support our clients with. So what I'm hearing is it's possible to to move forward both your money, your wealth, and whatever your goals are. Maybe they are career goals and maybe maybe you will take a pay cut or maybe it, there's just a riskier situation and that you can look at both because a lot of times people will allow the money question to to basically call the shots dictate yes yeah like they they will be in a career that they may not love entirely because of this obligation and that they're and, and that that's a stressor that's going to affect you know everything about you your 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 mood how you how you interact your relationships everything and and what you're saying is you you can look at both and and that you probably need the support for for that kind of approach. Yes, it's. I find that it always helps to it always helps to speak to someone other than yourself about whatever it is you're dealing with, and be able to be able to get insight from different sources. Right. Um, I've heard people say that they're only they're only doing a certain job because it pays a lot. Right. And, and, you know, for them, it's, it's an opportunity for them to manage their, to handle their financial obligations. They don't necessarily enjoy getting up in the morning and, and commuting to work and doing whatever it is that they're currently doing. It's only because, you know, it's only to, it's only to fulfill a certain need, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you're able to plan financially, then you don't necessarily, you, you know, you don't necessarily have to live your life in that way. Right. And those are the types of people who usually come to me and say, I, I can't handle my my work situation anymore. What what really am I here to do? And and they will often say that they are afraid of taking that risk of losing yeah. that security of this nice paycheck or or just going into uncertainty. Yeah. And and it seems like the 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 support that you provide is some level of certainty. You're able to track, you know, what's going on. Yes. In some senses, I would say, because like when I started out, I was like, I was in the military and I was in the military and I, I found myself living paycheck to paycheck. And like over, over the course of years, as I started learning about money, I started to, I was like, oh, wow, this is really cool. And I just found that I like it. It became, it's something that I found easy and enjoyable. And the more I learned, the more I wanted to learn. And the more I learned, the more I kept learning. And it just, the more I learned, I started helping people, 
And so that's, that's how it became a career for me. So it was like, I didn't go to college for this. I did not know what I wanted to do from a career perspective. So I literally stumbled upon what I currently do and I love it. Like that's like, that's how it came about. And so that's, that's what got me here. It's just like that thirst to, to learn and to really understand, to be able to figure out what money is, how it works, how I can be, how I can be powerful with it. That was awesome. Well, I love that, that for you, your thirst for knowledge and learning about money, then propelled you to, to love helping people with it. And you've turned it into a career. So, so for me, like money has led to your passion. Totally. Yeah. So we're going to shift gears a little bit and dive right into the intuitive reading that I did with Lancelot. And so, so as you know, I do all of these readings beforehand. So I meditated on your name and email address, <laughs> which is all I had. And, um, and then I use my strongest intuitive sense, which is Claire audience to just receive thought impressions. So it's almost like hearing subtle words in my mind and I and I then typed it. So um I actually did this on the subway coming here. <laughs> and and for those of you who don't know, I had a sudden bout of carpal tunnel, so I was just typing with one hand onto my phone. Oh wow. So so and it it was like it it came out well. So so I'd love to share this with you. So how it will work is um, I will read it verbatim to you. It's essentially three paragraphs long. Okay. And allow yourself to follow the imagery. And a lot of it is very visual. Um, and part of this is an exercise of allowing your own mind and your own heart to to follow it you might have thoughts come up you might have images come up it's that's your own intuition kind of putting things that may not be related together and um, afterwards I will ask you how does this resonate if at all and what does it bring up for you so maybe thoughts uh, memory stories emotions ideas whatever bubbles up for you um, consider this reading a jumping off platform for a discussion cool and a few more notes one is that everything's written in third person so it refers to you as lancelot he him those types of pronouns refers to me as you because i'm the one seeing this and every so often there are words that are in all caps or capitalized and that just means that those particular words are more important so my visual cue for you is i'll just hold um, these fingers up to say, you know, these particular words as I'm saying them are capitalized. And um, my audio cue for our listeners is that I'll say, um, I'll say the word and then all caps afterwards. All right. So um, the particular question that I asked is what is the highest guidance for him or you at this time, which means Given everything that's going on in your life right now, what is the one thing that I can share with you that can align you with who you are on a soul level and help you move forward, whatever that may look like? And the, the full readings I do for people 
go into what is your soul's purpose? Like what is your purpose in this life and how it affects different areas? So this is a, um, a different question than what I typically go into. So are you ready? Ready. Um, <laughs> very ready. <laughs> All right. So for you, I asked, what is the highest guidance for him at this time? And it says, it is about the intensity of fire in his heart. When it is operating in accordance with his values, and more importantly, his great vision, all caps, for what people can experience, all caps. It is like his heart is aflame, all caps. If he imagines his heart enveloped with fire, but not the kind that hurts him, instead, it is with a sense of urgency, maybe a little heartache, and with a level of intensity, all caps, that compares differently from his other experiences. Meaning you'll, you'll feel it. There, there is a difference in an intensity. And it continues saying, he knows when this has happened before. When he feels less than that intensity, look at which parts of his heart are blocked. And then the image that I got for you. So this is when I close my eyes and I see images because a picture is worth a thousand words. This is a continuation of this metaphor, actually. It says, you saw a heart enveloped in flames. It reminded you of the shape and orientation of the burner on a gas stove. So it's kind of like a circle. When lit properly and all parts are working, there is a circle of fire evenly spread out. When there are blocked channels, it is like the gas jets are blocked. Part of the burner may work and the rest doesn't. It just makes it less efficient. All caps. Sometimes the flames disappear because there is sunlight shining and it's so bright that he wonders whether the burner is actually working. This is a matter of illusion, all caps. Change the perspective or environment so he can be aware of the flames. And then the action step that I got for you, so this is just something for you to actually take action on. It says to reflect and identify times when he felt a flame and when the burner was blocked or had the illusion like it didn't work. Feel the intensity and know that it may ache, but it is part of the experience. So that's the end of the reading. I'd love to hear how this resonates, if at all, and what it brings up for you. So thoughts, memories, stories, past experiences that you remember, anything that bubbles up for you. Uh, well, definitely interesting. And think just a couple of the keywords, 
efficient is one of them because it's a word I use a lot. And just the analogy of, you know, my heart being aflamed, um, you know, just being passionate about, just being passionate about things. And I would say it's very relevant just right now because it's, I'm at a point currently where I'm, I'm looking to spend my time doing the things that, that I enjoy, but like, but actually like really like doing my, what I consider like my life's work, the things that are the things that really feed me while I'm feeding others in a sense. So like my goal is to really support others, whether it's in the sense of teaching, you know, teaching financial education. I, I work with a group on Monday evenings and so I support them in getting a, a just building their foundation around money and finance. And so that's something that, that I do. That's one way I spend my time and I enjoy that. And I'm also looking for other opportunities to do the same. So for me, it's like what really matters to me or what really calls to me is spending the majority of my time doing the things that would have me be fulfilled. And the things that have me be fulfilled are the things that or the places where I'm in, I'm just empowering others and just, just being of service to others. Cause that's essentially, that's when I'm aflame <laughs> like that's, so that's, so it was really great because it's like, it really is so relevant. I, you know, I'm, I'm still looking for other opportunities to, to be of service. So. It was, I thought it was, <laughs> I just thought it was, it was pretty cool just listening to it. So that's, that's really what I heard in, in what you said. Beautiful. So what, what are those opportunities? Like, do you feel like it's different? Like it sets, there's an emotional connection with the kinds of people you're working with, or maybe it's a different approach. Like, how is it different from what you're, what you're doing now that you've already talked about? I feel like I've been, I've been given like so, so many people have poured into me. So many people have contributed to me. So many people have allowed me to, and empowered me to surface as the leader that I see myself as. And so in order for me to really capitalize and really own my leadership, part of that involves me empowering others. So it's, so it's not about the people per se, it's really about the opportunities, the opportunity to give my, like to give myself to others, to give myself away, right? Wherever, again, wherever I can go empower someone, wherever I can go uplift someone, like that's where, like that's where my energy is needed. And I, like, I really do feel like I owe the next person that, not as an obligation though. Like just as like my right, like, like my leadership, like that's like, like it's natural. Mm -hmm. Is it beyond the kind of the audience that you had talked about, which is like young professionals and doctors, lawyers, are these different people yeah, or, yes, or just is... more and more opportunities where you can do like be of service in this way? Yeah, just it's, um. Yeah, it's not it's not specific to to young professionals. It's you know, it's really it's wherever there's it's wherever there's an audience that's you know, that's that's ready. Like wherever there's an audience that ready that's ready. So the reading brought up two points. One is 
if you think of your heart as uh, like a gas stove burner and you you know if all the jets are firing they're all you know it's, it's cooking the pan evenly right and and if some of the jets are not working that's that's sort of like part of you part of your heart is blocked for some reason what what do you feel maybe the blocks for you like what's what's holding you back is it this issue of time or or something else for you i think if i can pinpoint one thing that's holding me back it would be my i would say i haven't mastered the i haven't mastered the art of asking for help or collaboration so those those are areas i see that i can be better and so as far as yeah as far as moving forward and and yeah as far as moving forward i would say those are some things that i see that would that would really help me to move faster move farther if the people who you want to collaborate with or maybe their organizations let's say they're listening yeah what would you want to say to them <laughs> that's a great question um I would say that my gift is an opportunity to help them be better at what they do, at serving the people that they serve, and and I, you know, I'm I'm very eager to I'm very eager to work with you. I'm very eager to collaborate and to con in, and to contribute. Nice. Now you've just put it out into the universe. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. So if anyone's listening, reach out. Reach out. Um, and then the second part that I thought was interesting was this notion of illusion yeah so so you think the burner's not working but actually there's just a lot of sunlight so you don't actually see the flame anymore and it's almost like a, a feeling of doubt i feel like like it should be a certain way or i should see it or, or it should look a certain way but actually it's it's there yeah. I'm I'm already a flame. I just may not even be aware of it. Let's take a break and when we come back, I will ask Lancelot how this interview and this reading impacts his future. We'll be right back. If you're a business decision maker, you should listen to this. The show you're listening to is produced by Mouth Media Network, a podcasting network focused on the business of lifestyle. Because of our team's background and deep connections with brands, influencers, and ecosystems, we offer a tremendous opportunity to bring your company's message and products in front of decision makers from several verticals, including fashion, beauty, travel, materials and textiles, health and fitness, and lifestyle. Reach out to the Mouth Media team now at podcast at mouthmedianetwork.com. Let's explore how we can collaborate and make Mouth Media Network a meaningful resource to share your message and grow your business. Again, that's podcast at mouthmedianetwork.com. back so Lancelot this is can be a big question but you have just spent some time speaking to us about how 
you have developed a career out of something that you're really passionate about. That's that you're. It feels like you want to be of service even more and even more to help others, to empower others financially. So, how does this whole interview and this intuitive reading impact what you will do in the future? And you can get specific too. So I would say just continuing to do the things that that I'm already doing, and like I mentioned, also looking for look, also looking for other opportunities. I'm currently working with uh, I'm currently working with a small group in a church in Brooklyn, and I'm enjoying that. I think we're in like the fourth week of a of a ten week session. I'm also in conversation with that same church to do uh, some other. We're we're exploring the opportunities of some other workshops. And I'm also, I'm still looking for other, I'm still looking for other nonprofit organizations that I can work with. I'm still looking for other ways that I can just give myself away. So, and I think one of the, one of the things that I love about kind of what got me here is that I'm able to really speak to people and I'm really able to identify with people because I've been there. I've been where they are. And so that gives me a, it gives me a great opportunity to connect with them and to get over there with them, not like on the other side of the table, but really like be on the same side with them and, 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 uh, and really connect and to be able to support them, but also to have them get that, to, to have them be comfortable speaking to me about where they are and grant me that opportunity to work with them and to fully support them in moving through wherever they are financially. So I would say those are kind of, I mean, on both sides, kind of how I see um, everything that we've talked about just being able to um, pull me forward. So Lancelot, I know this was part of the homework for your reading, which is the action step to identify what really sets your heart aflame. And... And I want to go into that. I want to know what truly gets that heart on fire in the way that it was described. What in your past would you say is a just, you know, no. what in your past would you say really brings that image to life? So I can't say I'm, I'm, I'm sure, or I have like the exact answer as to what it is. I just know that. And for as long as I've known myself, I just knew that I enjoy, like I enjoy helping people. I, I didn't like seeing people suffer or in a space of not knowing. And I always, and I still do feel powerless when I'm not able to, when I'm not able to help someone. Right. So I remember back in the time, like there was a time when I worked, um, I worked in Macy's and I saw someone, you know, some, someone using a payphone, and they didn't have the money. And I would just, I just went up and I gave them 50 cents. I had two quarters and I just gave them 50 cents or, you know, I would, you know, see someone walking down the street and, you know, they need help. They needed help crossing the street or whatever it is. Like there's, there's this, I've always had the drive to help people, to support people, to however I'm able to, to just make a difference. And so, you know, just given where I am today, I, I do, I spend more of my time doing that with 
you know, money and finance, teaching, you know, working with small groups, teaching them about, you know, how to navigate that space. But I've just always had a drive to help people. And that's, that's what fuels me. That's kind of what's always fueled me. Um, and sometimes to a fault, uh, <laughs> um, some, like there are times when I, you know, I, I, I would help people, you know, which kind of led to my own detriment because it's, I, I, I always want to help so much or I wanted to help so much to the point where it's like, it got me in trouble almost. And now, now I've learned to, <laughs> I've, I've learned to curb that a bit, but that's, that's like, that's what moves me. How about when you were in the military? So the military for me was an opportunity for a couple of things. I had only been in this country for three years. I I knew I didn't I didn't feel like I was ready to go to college at the time. I was I was bullied in high school. I was beat up a few times, and so the military was like that place for me to kind of deal with all those things. And it was an, it was also an opportunity for me to learn about the country, right? Because I had never in the three years that I was here, I was just I was just in Brooklyn. I'd never, really, I'd never left New York. So that's like, that's, that's what the military provided. And it was, I mean, it was a tremendous experience. Like I, I love it. I miss it. And so that's, that's kind of where that was. And while I was there, because of the way I was brought up where, you know, my, I was raised by a single mom, so we didn't have money. And so the military was the first opportunity for me to get a consistent paycheck. And so in that experience, I found like, wow, I really didn't, I really didn't, I found out how much of a handle I did not have on money while I was in the military. And so, you know, I left the military at the end of four years, I was 22. And like, I had less than a thousand dollars leaving the military. And I, like, I still came out. Right. And it was at that time that I just said to myself, you know, I have to like, I have to learn how to not live, live this way. And that, that's, that's really, that's really where the, the learning began. Like that's what fueled the learning. So how can people reach you, get in touch with you? And if you could have a wish list of people or nonprofit organizations that you'd like to work with, what would their names be? So I can be reached by email. My email is Lancelot Cameron at Gmail. And I check that, I check that every day. As far as a list of organizations, I don't have, I don't really have a list. I, there's a certain population that I look to work with and it's usually young adults, young working adults that would like to learn more about money and finance. So it's, and inside of that, it's imperative that they're working because I find, I always found that the knowledge of money and finance people, once people are able to apply it, then they become more receptive to it. And so it's just my, it's just my choosing that whoever I'm working with, that they be employed and they're, they're in position to put into practice the lessons that, the lessons that, that they learn. So, and obviously there, there are a host of organizations out there in New York city, but, um, 
there's like there's one organization that I did did do some work with, and I felt like they they could definitely be better in providing um, financial education. And so that that organization it's called um, non non traditional non traditional employment for women or a new. And I enjoyed working with them, but I I always felt like they they could do a better job of serving their members in this in the financial capacity. Um, outside of them, I really don't have, at least like right now, other organizations. So that's, yeah, that's it. I'd recommend as your homework, the part two, <laughs> coming yeah. up with a list of, of those types of organizations that you would like to work with. And it may, it may help you hone in who, who, who you want to serve and also Kind of how you can empower organizations to really provide the kind of financial um, consulting or financial empowerment that would really benefit the people they serve. Of course. Yeah, definitely. And I will take that on. Well, Lancelot, it was amazing having you on the show. I hope that you gained something from our conversation and the intuitive reading. And I look forward to seeing all the amazing things that you'll do in the future. Well, Julie, thank you for the opportunity. I really appreciate it. Uh, it was definitely something new for me, and uh, I definitely had a lot of fun and learned a lot. So thank you. I really appreciate it. And for our listeners, I invite you to take away one thing, one maybe habit that you'll change or um, way that you're going to spend less money or, or you know pay yourself first and actually implement it. So try that out this week and... And make sure if you like carrot cake to have that slice afterwards too. You deserve a reward. So until next time, be on the lookout for all possibilities. Follow the show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at All Possible Show. Episodes are available on iTunes, Google Play, and our website, allpossibilitiesshow.com. This show is produced by Mouth Media Network, copyright 2017, all rights reserved. No portion of the show may be distributed or published without the expressed written permission of the producers. Thank you for joining us. This is Mouth Media Network, covering the business of lifestyle.